What kind of insurance is right for me? Am I covered properly? What is a personal umbrella? Can I rebuild my house if it burns? Welcome to Peace of Mind, the radio show that helps you navigate through the complexities of the world of insurance. Brought to you by More Insurance Services, Mountain Insurance in Murphy and Mountain Insurance of Blue Ridge. And now your hosts, Mark and Kathy Moore. Welcome back to Peace of Mind. My name is Mark Moore with my lovely wife, Kathy. Hello. She's my co-host. How are you doing today, Kathy? Doing good. Today is Friday. The show is pre-recorded. So um, we have, it seems like this week, this year has just kind of sputtered. Had, had really good intentions doing a lot this year. And then I've got some sort of uh, sinus infection, headache, and uh, it's just been kind of had me out for a while. And it's going around, isn't it? A mm-hmm. lot of people's getting That's it. That's a lot of people that are sick right now. We've had several employees out, we don't, Kathy? Mm-hmm. Sick, yes. I mean, how many have we had out? How many have out today? Well, there's a few, but that's normal, pretty much. There's some, a lot going on with kids, their kids, or themselves, so yeah. I guess it's just that time of year. Yeah, it is. But be as it may, it's not fun to try to run a business when you have um, you know, people out and you've got obligations to our customers, and it's hard to meet that when we have uh, sickness. But we do, we do try to keep a little extra um, maybe cushion there when it comes to employees because we have to search our customers. and But that's just part of life is having, um, you know, people that are sick or whatnot. So, but anyway, we're back today. We've, we've missed a couple of shows because I've been, not been, I've been sick. And um, so I am glad to be back today. Uh, today we're, we're going to talk about, um, you know, your biggest asset for most people is your home. And... We will make sure that that's protected. We talked about that extensively on the show. But also, one thing to think about is is how are you using the home? And, you know, things have changed since I got back in the business. There was no Internet when I started. I mean, I started back in 96, and the Internet was just kind of an emerging thing. And, you know, we first saw it. It's like, you know, why, why would we need to have the Internet? What's this going to do for us? Why, why is it important? And it, today it seems like a silly question looking back on how it was back then, not knowing about things like, you know, email or websites or whatnot. So there's been different businesses that have been launched off of the Internet. And, you know, some of those businesses do involve your home when it comes to, um, you know, maybe you're, you know, using the home as a rental now. And that's something that was not something you could do years ago. There was no VRBO. There was no, um, what's another one, Kathy? Airbnb. Airbnb. I mean, there was none of that that existed. And, you know, back in the day, um, you know, I started the business almost 30 years ago. We did have a lot of seasonal customers, but boy, there's a lot more now. I mean, there's just so many customers that we have that live in other areas like Florida. We, we've got them as far as maybe Arizona come here. I mean, they have a secondary homes, you know, up north. So the type of policy that you have in your house is very important, is it not? Yes, absolutely. So so what, um, let's talk about different types of policies you can have. So, so if, if you're, if you live in the home, and that's your primary house where you reside. Um, what the couple of you, Kathy? You need one for your primary, which is an HO three at least, or HE seven, HE seven twenty one. Which is just a you know homeowner's policy. Correct. So mm-hmm. so that's um, important to have that. That's that's the basic policy. Well, not the basic form, but that's that's the type of policy you would expect to have if you're you know just you know live in your home. But when you do different things with your home, then the exposure is different, which. For instance, if you're using the house, um, you're not there every day, it's seasonally being lived in, then there's more exposure 
and more likelihood that there could be a claim because you're not there to take care of the, the house. And your agent and your insurance company need to know how you're using the house and, and who lives seasonal, there. Sec, it's just a secondary. You live six months here and six months in Florida. Or if you're doing it seasonally, you're coming up for the different seasons, but you leave it for like, you know, a few months here and there during the year. All those things are extremely important for your agent to know, as well as the agent then communicating it to the care. Because you don't want to have the wrong type of policy. And then you find out later, um, the company finds out later, and they might not want to pay for something that has happened in your house, like water or water damage or something like that, because you weren't there to um, take care of that risk. So, so it's very important. Mm-hmm. And also how the property is owned is important as well. well yes. what, what has title or who has title to your prop property? Correct. It could, is it owned it, by LLC? Is it owned by you personally? Is it owned by your trust. husband and wife? Could be a trust. Could be an estate. All it that also needs could, to be known. You know, even if you have a mortgage on your home, that's important because there they're have to be on the policy as well. If you have, um, you know, you owe money on your home. You, of course, if you pay it off, that's something else we need to know. We need to know that because if something were to happen to your house and it were to burn, then you still have that mortgage company listed that would be wanting to get a copy of that. We, of course, would get it fixed, but something, all everything you do with your home, if you do any type of betterments or improvements, all that has to be communicated with your agent so that we can cover you properly and that we can, you know, take care of that you properly in the sense that we know what's going on with your location. So, so going back to the you know the simplest thing, you live in your home. Mm-hmm. It's your home. You live there. You got a homeowner's policy. That's that's pretty pretty basic. So, what if you decide that you're going to go and move somewhere else, and maybe you're going to rent your home? What what kind of policy do you need to have? Well, if you're going to rent it, we look at you know, are you renting it uh, occasionally, or is it going to be you know, like a yearly lease out there. So we want to know about that because that makes a difference to how we ride it. It could be a dwelling fire. It could be a landlord's policy. It could be a homeowner's, um, depending on the care or how, you know, what what the risk is going to be. Well, that's true. It, it could be that way. But, you know, typically you've got what's called dwelling fire policy, mm-hmm. and that's for a non-owner. So it means right. that, or, or, non-owner occupancy, right. which means that somebody else lives in your home. Right. Um but if it's being rented, not just, you know, you need to make sure how, how it's, if it's a yearly re- lease or if it's somebody that you're doing the Airbnb, the VRBO, it could be nightly, could be a few nights, you know, all that has to be communicated so that we can avoid exposures and avoid situations that you could be pulled into some type of um, claim or in type of suit. Well, I guess, well, I guess if you got sued for, mm-hmm. for somebody being in there, getting hurt or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, one time we had a customer that had a, um, you know, nice house, and he decided to put it in the LLC. Mm-hmm. And I believe that he and his other family member owned the LLC. And the, um, actually, he, he called for a quote. I don't think we ever wrote the policy. Because I think what happened was that the way it should have been written, the way I advised him to do was, you know, the LLC, you know, just, just being a, a limited liability company that that is its own entity it's not you personally so an LLC typically depending on the company cannot get a homeowner's policy it's got to be a what's called a dwelling fire policy right and then you then you live there um you know as you know it's in, there's no really difference in this scenario than having a 
homeowners that own the house, they're own it personally, but this one's owned by LLC. So what you got to do is you have to have, typically what the way to do it correctly would have two policies. You have one policy that covered the structure that's owned by the LLC. You have another policy that would, it's called the HO4 policy. It's like you're renting the house, even though you're not really technically rent, paying yourself rent. It's still the same type of policy. And what would happen there is you'd have contents coverage and also your personal liability. So subsequently in this case, the, uh, the house did burn. And I don't know if I, I think there were some problems there with the claim. I wasn't involved. Yeah. We didn't insure it. But um, we heard about later. He called. We well, talked to him later. And he said he should have gone with us because we would have had it done. Because they were telling him something completely different than we were. It would be very easy to get homeowners policy right. in a situation for an and agency. It wasn't his and especially home. if you got it online. Right. You, you could get you could get that type of policy probably. You know, just by um, default, or it would be something that could get glossed over. But that's really not the proper way to do it. So. Um, but you have to call to your insurance carrier to see how they do it. Right. And, and I tried to, in North Carolina, we had the Department of Insurance come to Hayesville. They were having, it was a political thing. And I was talking to like the deputy commissioner. I was like, look, I need, I need to know this because we, we had a customer, same situation that we had advised this about having, you know, having a dwelling fire policy and, and a contents policy. And the customer did not agree with that. And subsequently, he ended up getting a um, policy I know somewhere else was a homeowner's policy. And I knew it was not done correctly. Mm-hmm. And I talked to some of my uh, friends at different agencies and also at direct writers, and they said, yeah, that we, we can't write that way either. But be as it may, I know that it got written that way somewhere else, and that technically was not correct. And as, as a consumer, how, how do you know if, it's, if your policies are right or not? That's something you, you're paying on your agent to do. And it is more money when you have to go out and get a, a dwell on fire policy plus a HO4 policy, renter's policy. It's going to be more money. But technically, that's that's the correct way to, to do it. Um, so what if um, your property is a um, well, a condo or maybe a uh, townhome? So um, you know we can talk about that after the break. But uh, there's just different types of ways you can live these days. I mean, you have mobile homes, you have even people are living in um, RVs or campers, or there's just different ways that people, um, I guess, habitate now. That's that's the right word, habitate, or yes. <laughs> is, that, is that really a word? They have, they have, they have, how they live now. <laughs> how they live or how yes. they live, you know, how, where they live yes. in. So um, we got to be able to know how you're doing that and uh, to have it sure, insured properly. Right. And so we'll talk some more about this after the break. Uh, my name is Mark Moore with my wife, Kathy, and we're on WJRB Talk of the Mountains. Welcome back to Peace of Mind, here to help you find out if you need more insurance. Once again, your hosts, Mark and Kathy Moore with more insurance. Welcome back. This is Kathy Moore with my husband, Mark Moore, and we want to let you know where we're located. We have uh, five locations. Three of those are called More Insurance Services, Inc. Uh, Our main office is in Hayesville, North Carolina. It's located at 157 Highway 64 West in Hayesville. We're next to United Community Bank. You can come by and see us there for all your insurance needs there. As well as our second location is in Hiawassee, Georgia, located at 150 South Main Street, Suite C. We're right next to the hospital in that red brick building called Town Trace. Come by and see us there. And our last location for more insurance services, Inc., is in Blairsville and we're across the street from Home Depot and we're across the way from the post office and we're actually in the South State Bank building there. We're not part of the bank, but we are in that uh, section by ourselves on the side. So come by and see us in Blairsville. Then our other location is called Mountain Insurance LLC. It's a division of Moore Insurance located in Murphy, North Carolina. 
It's on Highway 64 West as well. Go and as you're going into Murphy, go up past the Arby's and So Goods. Um, right there on the left, come by and see us there in, in uh, Murphy. Our last location is called Mountain Insurance in Blue Ridge. It's a division of more insurance as well. And it's located in Blue Ridge. We're next to the United Community Bank there. And also we're between that and Burger King in the main drag there in Blue Ridge. So not downtown, but on the main um, 515. So come by and see us there. Also check out all these podcasts. If you missed one of our shows, they're on our website at www.more-insurance.com. You also can check us out on Facebook. And also on our website, you can... Um, ask for request a quote or check out all of our locations there all righty so today i'm more more back again so we're talking about um making sure you got the correct type of policy on your on your home or your on your house a lot of times we see people that's got the wrong policy and it may be depending on how the property is held if it's an llc if it's sold by you personally you just need to make sure first of all who owns the property and after that, how is the property being used? We have a huge amount of people that are have um, what we call a secondary home or, or seasonal home. And that's something your agent needs to know as well. You know, if you have a, uh, it's not the same policy as you live in there all the time. So it's pretty simple, right? When they went camp, it's not that big a deal to write a secondary home or seasonal home, is it? No. But they, your company needs to know that. It's going to be a little bit more money. So I, don't right. think, I don't think it's like a sticker shock. No, but you but. have to look at it from the carrier's perspective. The exposure is different when you are not occupying the, the house, you know, 100% of the time or, you know, 90% of the time. So there's, ops, you know, there's, there's issues where it could possibly be a claim if something happened, if there's a storm and you didn't winterize your home. It could be like frozen pipes. It could be that someone could break in. No, you're not there. And they could come in and rob you or different things like that. So in the actual insurance contracts or in the, the deck pages, you'll see um, when you're not there or if you change, like say you have a primary home, it's your main house and you decide to rent it, you don't notify us. Uh, you start losing coverages after so many days. Well, um, particularly what case talking about is in the, in the insurance contract. Is right. There's a, um, you know, if you, if the home is considered vacant. I mean, that, that that's right. a problem. And I think a, a common will be like, okay, I'm getting older. I'm moving back to Florida, my kids, and now my house is up for sale, or we've moved all the furniture out. That, that could be considered a vacant house. And after after so many days, I believe it's 60 days, you end up losing um, coverage for water damage or vandalism. So that's something that the um, insurance care needs to know. If you have a vacant house, probably you're going to have to go with a broker situation where um, they can insure it for you. And there's a, a vacancy clause on there that can be removed where the company is agreeing to insure it knowing the house is vacant. That That, that would be an important thing to know. Uh, what if you're, um, talk about before the break, Kathy, there's just so many ways you can live these days. What if you're in a, um, a condominium or a um, townhome? Well, how does that work? What do you need to know about that? Well, the big thing when you're looking at living in a townhome or a condominium is who owns what. For instance, uh, you might live in a you know, association. You might have um, a common policy, com- common uh would be a master policy right. that, you the, have a that bi- the association it, 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 Covenants and bylaws is the big thing that we want to look at when we're trying to ensure. If we don't have that, it makes it really hard to find out, do you own from the walls in? Do Are you responsible for the parking lot? Are you responsible for common areas with other um, 
you know, people living there. There's a lot of factors there you have to take in consideration when you're riding a condo or a townhouse is if, you know, what do you own? Do you only own the shell of it or do you own the whole entire structure that you're in? Do you have to, are you responsible for your portion of the roof? Are you responsible for the maintenance and upkeep of the house? Or if your association actually covers all that. And that's why it's important when you're going into that situation that we have a copy of your covenants or your bylaws and also master policy. So we know that you're covered if there's a swimming pool um, or there's a parking lot or something like that. Someone trips and falls or gets hurt or drowns that you're not getting pulled in some type of claim that you potentially could be partially responsible or, or even assessments like you're being assessed for the roof or different things that happen. So just keep that in mind when we ask for information and we won't really write any policies like that without the covenants or bylaws. We've had some funny situations with that. Um, particularly, I mean, you would expect your real estate agent to know things and sometimes they may not understand it either. And I remember one time when Kathy had a customer that was buying a, um, you know, I guess a townhome condo or whatever. And the customer was advised that they just had to insure their personal belongings. And also they had to insure from what we call the walls in. And she went back later and found out that that wasn't the truth. It was mm-hmm. that the association did not insure any of the structure. Right. So he ended up having, I mean, it was, it was a good save on Kathy's part because um, it came to light there after talking to Kathy that he was responsible not only for the interior walls, but the whole thing. Right. And, and we, had, we had a situation years ago um, where it was a, we were, we were told that it was a condo and we were told that the there was a... Um, a firewall. Yeah, right. we, we were told there was a, a master policy on the building and there in fact was a, a master policy, but it only covered a, a outdoor dock or a dock and mm-hmm. some common areas and did not cover the structure. And there was a, a leak and they, they did not have enough coverage to cover this this claim. So that, that was a bad situation to be in. And, you know, we, we, we want to see some kind of documentation from the homeowners association or the condo association or whatever about who's supposed to insure what. And that those are different, you know, I think a condo, I understand, is like those are ones like the ones on top of there could be a condominium. Right. And, and those get kind of dicey, too, because what, what if your neighbor has a leak and it comes through your ceiling? You know, things right. of that nature. But, but t- yeah, t- that's, typically, that's, the, typically the condo association should have a, a policy on the superstructure of the building. And then you should have a policy with you for your interest in the building, which would be the walls in typically, well, any improvements that you've made inside. Let's that's, that's, that's bring this up, one, you know, round circle here to your homeowners. If you're in your regular primary home and you're in a, living in an association or a subdivision, you could be assessed as well. So those are things we need to know, too, because when we had to give you some endorsements for assessment. So, like, if you're responsible, even not just in a condo or a townhome, but you could be responsible for the pool or you could be like a your pavement your gate your signage you can be like a lake or a pond or something like that so if you're in a, an actual subdivision not just you know just stirring your home you need to let us know about that too if you're an associate yeah because yeah, associate. Yeah, you're, you're collectively responsible as an association for those common areas that kathy's talking about right, right. i remember we had one one time where it was a, a new one was coming out of the ground and kathy talked to the association person and we were advising them they need to have a, a liability policy for the association. And you were told what, Kathy? She said, that doesn't happen here. It can never happen here. That can never happen here. And I said, really? Because what's going to happen is if you don't have an association policy, if someone gets hurt in that parking lot, they could go after every single, you know, owner, unit owner um, of that, you know, 
townhouse or condo, and she said that wouldn't happen. But it does happen. We've we've seen it. Well, so she she is right in one regard. The, you know the, the frequency, the chance of having it's pretty small. But then the severity is against you. If something does happen, and it could be a big one. Also, when it gets talked about that too, if you also are on one of the boards of the subdivisions, you need make sure they have directors and officers um, policy mm-hmm. for you when you make these decisions because they can come back on you as yeah. well. Don't so, don't come up short when you're on exactly. a board of directors. So these shows just fly by in a hurry, and um, so I think we hopefully said some things today about making sure that you know the right policy, the right situation. Uh, let your agency know. Right. Let your carrier know. And um, you know, double check them sometimes. Make sure right. that that your your policy is correct. Uh, my name is Mark Moore, Kathy Moore, and we'll be back on WGRB Talk of the Mountains next week on our radio show, Peace of Mind. Statements on this show as to policies and coverages and other content provide general information only and no warranties are provided as to their accuracy. Listeners should consult with their licensed agent as to how these coverages pertain to their individual situation. Information provided on this show does not constitute professional advice. If you have insurance, legal, tax, or financial planning questions, you need to contact your qualified professional. All coverages are subject to the terms, conditions, and exclusions of the actual policy issued. Not all policies or coverages are available in every state.